and ready to rock on a rainy Monday night here, but the phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have concerns about your job, your severance, harassment, your boss, contract work, anything. We talk about it all here. Lior, ready to answer your questions. In the meantime, you'll want to check it out while we sit here and idly chat, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly what your severance amount should be. We'll talk about that later in the show as well. And a bunch of other things, including your emails, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. My brother, we always start with the week that was. How was it? Hey, John, thank you very much, and a pleasure to be back here with you and with everyone listening and tuning into our show. And man, 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 what a busy Mm. week last week was. Uh, Spoke with uh, so many people, uh, lost count eventually, both myself and, and, and my colleagues. A lot of people calling us from uh, from Loblaws that let go of several hundred people and many right. other places just wanting to understand and know their legal rights. And that's great. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you have a question about your rights in the workplace, something happened, maybe something didn't happen that should have happened, you want to know if it's right, you're working as a contractor, are you really a contractor? Someone's mistreating you. Guess what? We're here now till 8 o'clock. Call us right now on the show. You can always call me in the office, too, if you don't want to get on air here. And let's solve some problems together. Let's fix things. And to start off, let's uh, talk about the week that was a situation or two that I I came across my desk over the past uh, few days. First of all, involved a gentleman that worked in a, in a manufacturing facility as a production supervisor. He had done that for several uh, several years. He had a straight uh, kind of nine to five or, or uh, you know eight to four, five shifts, regular shifts. Well, a few weeks ago, his employer decided that he's going to need to work uh, every other Saturday and sometimes even more than that uh, as part of his regular work week. Well, the problem was he always had uh, activities on the weekend. Uh, one of his kids was, was uh, active in sports, so they were doing a lot of traveling, and, and that absolutely did not work for him. So he was very upset, and he called me, and he wanted to know, what can I do? Do I have to work the Saturday? What happens if I don't? Well, I started talking to him about this concept of constructive dismissal. In other words, if your employer changes the terms of your employment in a significant way, you may be able to leave with severance. You can reject that. They don't have a right to do it. So he said, well, you know, that, that's, that's interesting, and I'm glad that I have this option. But ideally, I just really want to stay here. I just want him to back off and let me work my Monday to Friday, and, and I want to continue. I like the job. So I said, you know what? Let's, keep, let's give this a shot. So what I did is I sent a letter to the company. I explained, here's why you're not allowed to do what you're doing. Here's why he can't do this. And we would rather not pursue this as a constructive dismissal. So please back off. You know, I use nicer language than that, but you get the idea. Well, John, to my surprise, frankly, they backed off. They wrote back and said, fine, we understand. We agree. So you know what? We're not going to make him work Saturdays. So this was a problem that was resolved very quickly, and, and usually that, it doesn't resolve that way. Usually we'd have to pursue it as a constructive dismissal. But this was a good reminder for me, too, that in some situations we can actually fix the problem rather than just get you out of a bad situation. We can fix it. So remember, your employer cannot change the terms of your employment, including giving you new shifts that you didn't have before. If that happens, this may be a constructive dismissal, but potentially, just like with this gentleman, we may actually get your employer or be able to get your employer to back off and allow you to continue working. So there's a very, very important lesson here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to uh, talk to us tonight. Julie, opening call. How are you? Good evening. I'm good. How are you? Good. What's, uh, What's your concern? Uh, well, I was recently laid off from work, um, supposedly without cause, but I'm fairly certain it's because of a medical leave that I took back in July. 
I'm just kind of wondering how hard this is going to be to prove. Now, Julie, how long were you out for? I was off for four or five weeks. Four or five weeks, and when you came back, did they give you a hard time? Did they give you kind of weird looks? Did they say anything to you? Uh, when I came back, they were fine. When I originally gave them or sent them my um, my doctor's uh, note, um, they actually told me that I was going to be fired, um, and that was before they had talked to their lawyers. And then they right. kind of, and then it, and then everything was fine after that, and we kind of exchanged paperwork, but nothing was talked about. And I went back to work, and then two and a half months later, I'm let go without cause. Well, let me tell you what I think happened here, just because I've seen this happen so many times. Their lawyer probably told them, no, no, you can't let Julie go when she comes back on a mat leave because it'd be clear, or not a mat leave, sorry, on a medical leave because it would be very clear what you're doing. So you have to wait a bit. You have to distance yourself from the medical leave before you can let her go. Now, here's how you ultimately prove it. It, it. It's, you know, logic dictates here. If you're the only one really being let go at this time, if there's no real reason, like they can point to, you know, the we lost a client or this job we're not uh, doing anymore, if there's no other legitimate reason that they can point to, well, the only remaining reason could be or probably will be that you're let, you were let go because of your medical leave, which would make this a human rights issue. It would make this illegal. Now, is it easy or difficult to prove? It really depends what they can show. Can they show a legitimate business reason that had nothing to do with your termina- with your medical leave? Can they show when, in fact, they started thinking and talking about letting you go? Maybe it was before you went on your medical leave. Right. So all that has to be accounted for. But, Julie, quickly, before a break, just a couple of quick questions. How long did you work there for? Uh, about eight months. Eight months. And what kind of a job were you doing? Uh, just uh, customer service. Customer service, and how old are you, Julie? I'm 19. 19, okay. So someone in your situation probably would be owed right around uh, three weeks to four weeks pay. Uh, So if you want to talk about that or or talk about the human rights aspect of your case, let's connect off air. We can chat about that. Ultimately, uh, this is an important issue. A lot of times I see employees being let go because of a medical condition. That's illegal. That's a human rights violation. An employer should absolutely not do that. Julie, that number uh, to get a hold of Lior, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll take a short break here. Get right back into it. your phone calls, phone lines, plenty of open lines. You know that number four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. If you haven't checked it out yet, severancepaycalculator dot com. We'll get to that in a few minutes here. Find out what your severance value should be. The money, the dollar sign. That's what you're looking for. An accurate number you'll get with that uh, quick uh, metric three or four questions and uh, you're off to the races you'll find out everything you need to know severancepaycalculator.com chris hello there hey chris hello hey how are you you're on the air how are you oh, sorry usually there's that little ch- okay um, here you go ch- there it is that's all you yeah, get what's going on pal <laughs> um, this is going back maybe we're going back four years ago now my wife ended up in a uh in a, a bad situation um where another senior senior management was uh it was a harvey weinstein sort of sort of idea and it got it got buried my wife ended up having to leave um she's found another job since but what a year of, of hell that she went through right. it, i know that there's a statute of limitations on that but now in light of of everything that's coming out and and um is this something that we could we could revisit Chris, unfortunately not. There's a two-year statute of limitation, two-year limitation period here. And and 
you know, it's frustrating. And I, I, I understand exactly, you know, why in many situations uh, a person may not want to do anything about it. You know, you feel embarrassed. You, you're worried about your reputation. Is people, are people going to believe me? It, it, it's so well, unfortunate. She went, to, she went to human resources, Leora. She did, eh? She did. She went through human resources. and uh, Which is exactly uh, the right thing. I would have told her to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, and they did it, nothing it for her. It turned into a he, a he said, he said, yeah. he said regardless of, of, uh, regardless of anything. And, and it's, as we're seeing, it's not always that, that way. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, the law is pretty cold when it comes to these limitation periods. There's just no wiggle room uh, in these situations. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate there would have been a number of things she could do by way of legal action, potentially as, as a constructive dismissal, as a human rights matter, uh, yeah, potentially yeah. other heads of damages that would be available to her. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think the best I could tell you right now, and as hopefully people listening to us right now are going to learn from that. And if you're ever in a situation where someone's mistreating you, harassing, whether it's sexual harassment or other type of harassment, you got to do something about it. You got to stand up for your rights. You got to enforce those. And all I could do, Chris, is hope that your wife uh, is over it and, and that she, she's moved on to oh, bigger sure. and better. And hopefully sure, this sure. soon will be just a distant memory. We're in a sickening, a sickening time when it comes to employment and women, that's for sure. Yeah. I agree. I agree, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate the call, Chris. Uh, moving forward, the number you need to get a hold of the or anytime, 1-855-821-5900. Okay, I mentioned it, severancepaycalculator.com. Let's talk about it. That's right, Johnny. And if you're Carl, the very first caller that we had this evening, I'd asked her three questions. I wanted to know how long she'd work for the company. In that case, she said eight months. Uh, I wanted to know her job, and I wanted mm-hmm. to know her age. And uh, the reason I asked that is not out of, out of uh, sheer curiosity. I ask that because those are the factors that go into assessing how much severance, how much compensation someone gets if they lost their job. So that's a calculation that anyone can do. Our regular listeners know about that, but we have new listeners every time we're on the air. So how do you find out on your own? You go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, it's severancepaycalculator.com. And you find out exactly how much you're owed. Maybe you didn't lose your job. Maybe you're just curious or worried or just wanted to know what would happen. Uh, Am I going to be okay if I lose my job? Am I going to be able to support my family for how long? SeverancePayCalculator.com is the place. First place you always go to. You can do it on your phone. You could do it on your laptop, your tablet. It's free. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. There's no excuse why you wouldn't go to SeverancePayCalculator.com if you lost your job. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get to our topic here for the night, and that topic will be after we take a short break. An employee should never be let go when. These points you want to know about, you want to listen to all these. So we'll get to that and more of your phone calls here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell on a rainy Monday night. Yeah, we got wide open lines. You want to give us a call and talk and chat and get your uh, questions answered. Uh, they will be tonight right up till 8 o'clock here. We're back, of course, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock as well. With the employment hour, an employee should never be let go when. We'll go through these bullet points, and you can expand on each one. We had uh, we had this at the beginning of the show when the employee is off on a disability leave. Well, John, over the next uh, few minutes or segment or two, we'll, we'll talk about situations where employees should not be let go when an employer should not, uh, absolutely not let someone go. Now, this is the exception to the rule, the general rule that I always talk about, that an employer can let someone go with severance pretty much for any reason. So most times when you lose your job, it's just a matter of severance, a question of severance, and that's it. Even if you've done nothing wrong, an employer can let you go as long as severance is paid. But there's exceptions. There are situations where severance or no severance, it's actually illegal to let an employee go. So the first one, as you just mentioned, as we talked with the very first caller this evening, is if you're let go 
because you're on a medical leave or you took a disability leave. That's illegal. You cannot penalize someone, let someone go, mistreat them, demote them, do anything really because someone has a medical condition. That's a very basic concept, a very basic principle of our human rights laws. So if you are uh, struggling with a medical condition, you have a right for to expect tolerance, patience, accommodation from your employer, and the employer has to do that. It, sometimes it's not easy. I understand, and so does the law, that sometimes accommodating someone when they're struggling with their health is not easy. But that is such an important obligation, and what an employer cannot do is let someone go. I've seen this more times than I can ever hope to count, John, where the employer is upset that the employee was off for so long. Maybe the employer doesn't even believe that the employee had that medical condition, that they should have been away, and they let the person go. Well, not only was severance owed, because severance is owed in every situation, but it's also a situation where now this could be a human rights violation. This is potentially discrimination on the basis of a disability, of a medical condition. Mm -hmm. So that should never happen. And if you're an employee, if you've ever in a situation where you feel that the reason why you've been mistreated or certainly the reason why you lost your job is because you're not healthy, because you took a medical leave, because you were planning to take a medical leave, you have to give me a call that's illegal and employers should absolutely never do that. Lior's number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and Lior L I O R at employmenthour.com. And the phone lines tonight till eight o'clock. You got time to call in four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. As we continue talking about times, the employee should never be let go when the employee announces her pregnancy or comes back from a mat leave. Yeah, and man, this is obviously directly tied to the first uh, talk, uh, the first point we made, and mm -hmm. and this is very simple. It's straightforward, and you know, I, I really shouldn't even spend time talking about this, except again, I see this all the time: employers letting someone go when they come back on uh, from mad leave, maybe because they decided we want to keep their replacement, or maybe because we think that you're going to take another mad leave soon, and we don't want to have to deal with that. Well, that's illegal. My gosh, that's illegal. It's a human rights violation. It's a violation potentially of the Employment Standards Act. You cannot do that. The law is actually very simple when it comes to these things. You don't mess okay, with a, a woman taking maternity leave or, for that matter, a father, a parent taking a parental leave. The law is very, very clear. You can punish them. You can threaten them. You can discipline them because of it. And beyond that, you have to bring them back to the same position, in the same location, with the same compensation. In fact, if salaries have increased in the meantime while the person has been on a mat leave, then guess what? You have to provide them that increased salary. And if you don't do that, my gosh, the law does come down pretty hard on employers. There's no patience. There's no uh, uh, understanding of these things. So don't do that. Please, if you're an employer, know better. And if you're an employee and, and you've been in that situation, uh, first of all, that's wrong and, and it's frustrating that in this day and age and the end of 2017 it still happens, but it does. So give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's understand what actually happened and, and let me help you enforce those rights. It really should be a hat, a t-shirt, a bumper sticker, a billboard, <laughs> and an app, right? Don't mess with mama. That's the It's coming, John. It's coming. Yeah, that's don't mess with mama. We'll get uh, Anna in here quickly before we break. Hi, Anna. Good evening. Hi. How are you? Good. What's your concern? Oh, so my, my, my question is, my um, uh, employer is planning to retire in five years. Um, he's a specialist, a doctor, and I've been with him for 10, so it, it will be 15 years in total that I'm with him. My question is, uh, am I entitled to any, any severance or, 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 or not? Like, what is Great my question. entitlement? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and a great, great question and a very important question. But a lot of people may find themselves in that situation. So absolutely you're entitled to severance. So so let's assume five years from now you, you would have had 15 years of employment. And how old are you, Anna? Or how old are you going to be in five years? Uh, in five years, I'll be 58. Okay, so someone in your situation will be looking at right around 16 months pay, okay? Uh, any, okay. Anywhere from 14 to 16 months pay. Now, now here's the important part. Uh, if he simply says, okay, guess what, next month I'm, I'm shutting down, then yes, uh, then your employer has to pay you that amount of severance. One way potentially he can meet those, let's say, 16-month obligation is to give you 16 months advance notice of the termination of your employment. If he gives you a date in the future where you're not going to be working, as long as that date is about you know, 15, 16 months ahead and it's a specific day, then that counts towards your severance. If he simply tells you, just so you know, in the next couple of years I'm shutting down, doesn't give you a specific date and then lets you know, okay, now it's next month, then that notice doesn't count. But he could potentially give you advance notice to meet that obligations. If you don't get proper notice, the amount of severance, 15, 16 months is what I would assess you at uh, in terms of what you would be owed, Anna. Great. Thank you so much for the information. Love the show. Appreciate your input. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Appreciate that call. And uh, moving forward, one 855 Not that her doctor, her specialist is bad, but some doctors just aren't good at that stuff. And they do they make that no. mistake all the time. Listen, doctors are awesome. They work hard. They yep. care for their patients. I, I get it. I'm not trying to come down on doctors. But from an HR, from an employment law standpoint, that's not what they do. So oftentimes nope. they get these things wrong, even though they mean well. I've, I've seen so many of these cases. So, again, if you're in a situation, the practice is sold, the doctor's retired, you want to know what you're owed, you know what to do. You call me. You go to the severance calculator. Let's fix the issue. Short break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more of the show. That is the number. Got open lines for you tonight. You'll want to give us a call. Call that number. You can email Lior as well, L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com. Severancepaycalculator.com, too. You'll want to find out what your severance offer should be. The correct amount because guaranteed almost it's it's going to be off. Steve in Oakville. Hi, Steve. Hi. How are you? Good, sir. What's going on? Um, I had a couple of questions, Lior. Firstly, I just wanted to thank you for the service. I think it's really important to note that there's a lot of people out there that just they're ignorant to, to anything and a lot of employers take advantage. My uh, my call is uh, is actually on behalf of, of someone else. Um, does the stress leave count uh, in any way, shape or form as, as, as guaranteeing your employment when you get back? So, yeah, uh, to the extent that you need to be off work, Steve, because of a medical reason and it's supported by a doctor, it doesn't matter if it's because of stress or because of a, of a bad back. From a legal standpoint, it's the same. Uh, a medical condition is a medical condition. Now, again, it has to be tied to what a doctor says. So if you simply decide, well, I'm too stressed to work, well, that's a problem. But if a doctor says, yes, you need to be off work to deal with your stress, with your anxiety, depression, whatever it is, yeah, absolutely that time counts. Uh, that's a medical leave, which means your employer or the employer cannot penalize anyone, has to give you your job back, uh, and it ties in exactly to what we were talking about before the break. So uh, do you know someone that's uh, struggling now with uh, with a stress leave? You know, it, it may be twofold because what they're really struggling with is, <clears throat> is a dependence uh, of alcohol. And, right. okay. and my fear is that... Uh, that that's something that because it's a little bit of a of a taboo, something that that's just very rarely talked about, um, that it just it turns into something more ugly as opposed to something that's that's actually medical and should should require treatment. 
what you, you should know something that in the eyes of the law, alcoholism, alcohol dependence is considered a disability. Our, our human rights legislation uh, and human rights tribunals have recognized that. So if someone can't work because of, of that, that's a disability. That's a medical condition, and it absolutely triggers all kinds of obligations on the employer and rights on the employee's part. So if your contact, your friend, whoever it is that, that's struggling with this issue, uh, wants to know what his or her rights are. If they want, they, there's something happening in the workplace. They lost their job. Maybe they're worried about the status of their job. Have them give me a call. Be happy to talk to them. Happy to inform them. But yes, if you have to be off work and a doctor supports it, guess what? That is a medical leave, regardless of the reason, and th that triggers all kinds of rights and obligations. Well, that that's fantastic. It's information that I that I, I had no idea. Um, I really would appreciate uh, staying in communication with you, whether it's myself. Um, I, I'd be more than happy to, to take that call and, 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 and continue that conversation with you, Lior, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. So let, let's connect off air, uh, and I'd be happy to talk more. Steve, that number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, or Lior L I O R at employmenthour.com. That there is exactly why we do this every week, twice a week, and on the weekends as well, right? You know, we, we, we help people with real problems. This is real yeah. stuff. And, and, you know, we spend so much of our time at our work. We spend more time working than we do anything else. So uh, it's an important part of our life. When something goes wrong, there, it's going to impact everything else. That's why we do this show, to try to alleviate some of those issues, some of those concerns. As I've said before, John, the law is actually so good when it comes yeah. to employment rights. The problem is a lot of people don't know what those rights are. They don't understand how the law protects them and helps them. So hoping to educate people and empower them by telling them, here are what's your rights. Here's, here's your rights. Here's what you need to know. So if you're ever in this situation, now you say, aha, I know what to do. Things that an employee should never be let go when when the employee complains about harassment by either a boss or even a coworker for that matter, right? Yes, John, and, and this oh. is a big one. You know, I'm, I'm going to say if, if I've seen one area that's, see, that's had a, a big increase uh, in, in my practice over the past few years is harassment issues in the workplace. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to rise to the Weinstein level, as I'm going to call it. Right. But uh, it doesn't even have to be sexual harassment. It could be you're being harassed because the person on the other side is a jerk. Uh, you know, harassment is harassment. And, and if you do the right thing, and which is you, you bring it up to your employer, you tell them, uh, I'm suffering, I'm struggling with this harassment, please do something about it. They cannot, your employer cannot under any circumstances let you go because of it. Absolutely not. And that's true, by the way, John. Even if your employer investigates and determines that there was really no harassment, they still can't let you go for filing that harassment complaint. That's illegal. It's what we call a reprisal. And if an employer does that, there's legal consequences. Yeah. So an employee should always feel free and, and empowered and confident to raise harassment obligations, uh, harassment incidents, I should say, with the employer. I encourage employees to do that if they're ever struggling with harassment. If your employer won't do the right thing, which is to investigate and to try to fix the problem, you give me a call. I can either give them that kick in the pants that they need in order to do it, or I can get you out of that bad situation with compensation. So with that in mind, remember, if you're being harassed, if you're being mistreated, you can't be let go. You have this, this dome of protection over you. And if your employer tries to do anything because you have the audacity to complain about harassment, you just give me a call right away and, and we'll fix it. 
And that direct number, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll take a quick break here, get back into your phone calls. Open lines are there, 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, more Employment Hour coming right up. you got lots of time still to give us a call at that number. Get your questions answered. We have open phone lines, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And if you haven't checked it out yet, even just for interest's sake, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance should be. The real number talk about employees should never be let go when right. Oh, this one's a classic timing by the by the part of the employer right before an employee is about to be paid a bonus or a commission payment. Out you go. Yeah, out you <laughs> go. And and man, 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 can you imagine? You worked hard. You 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 you've earned that bonus. You, you're counting on it. Maybe you're like uh, Clark Griswold, and you're you're about to get that pool put in because you need your your, your bonus. Uh, I was hoping you'd get that reference. And, the jelly of the then, month club. It's yeah, a beauty. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> You're all year round. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And then what happens if all of a sudden, right before that payment is due, John, you're, you're let go. And your employer's going to say, well, you know, we, we pay our bonuses uh, January and we let you go in November or December, but you don't get the bonus. Uh, is, does that work? Well, first of all, you actually may still get the bonus in any event because if your severance period takes you beyond that date, you may get right. the bonus. But if if it even appears, if there's even a whiff of your employer letting you go because they want to avoid paying you that amount, well, that's also uh, bad faith. That's something that an employer should not do, and there could be repercussions for doing it. And, and I have seen this happen, where the employer says, "Well, I, you know, I, but says to itself, I, I want to avoid paying this big bonus. It's going to cost me fifty grand or whatever it is, or, or the commission. So let's let them go right now." Well, no, you can't do that to avoid it. And, and if you do that, uh, that, there's potentially damages. It could even be punitive damages. So if you lost your job and all of a sudden you're worried about losing out on a bonus or on a commission on some entitlement that you've had, you actually may not lose it. And not only w- will you not lose it potentially, you could be owed additional compensation just by virtue of the employer trying to get away with it. So very important to understand that and to give me a call if that ever happens to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll get to our last uh, bullet point on this topic. We'll move on to some emails as well. Employees should never be like go right after the employee reduces the employee's compensation. That's a nice trick. Yeah, isn't that a nice trick? So, uh, John, you know, I'm going to have to reduce your pay. Things are, are not going great. So I'm going to give you a, a bit of a haircut here on the payment. Uh, and you're being the good soldier that you are, you accept it. And then I turn around a week, a month, whatever it is later, and I let you go. And now I say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to pay you less severance now because severance is calculated on what you're earning and you're earning less money. Well, again, not so fast. That could be also bad faith. If if it appears that you let someone or so that you reduce someone's compensation so that you can save on severance, again, you can't do that. Uh, the law is smarter than that. Otherwise, every employer will try to reduce salary right before they let someone go. And hey, now we can save money on severance. Doesn't work that way. That's again, that's bad faith. There's always an implied duty that you're going to deal with your employer in good faith and that your employer is going to deal with you in good faith. And whenever that, that obligation is breached, there's repercussions. So, you know, you should never, by the way, uh, just accept a pay decrease. Uh, you may have recourse in the prom, of course, with accepting a pay decreases. You may give the employer the right to do it again and again and again. That's a prom. That's not something you want to do. So if, if pay decreases happen, certainly if you lost your job after, now it's going to impact your severance, you get on the phone, you call me right away, you email me. We really would need to talk. 
1-855-821-5900. By the way, is Lior's number. Write it down. Keep it with you. We'll get to a, a call here. Eric, good evening. How are you? Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. No Just worries. What's, uh, what's your concern? Yeah, I was on medical leave for, uh, for, for stress. Wondering if an employer can uh, return you back to work without consultation with your physician. No, uh, Eric. Uh, you, the only one that gets to decide when you come back to work is not you. It's not the employer. It's the doctor. So if a doctor says you have to be off work, then you have to be off work. doesn't matter if it's been already a month, a year, even longer than that. On the other hand, if your employer doesn't want you to come back to work, but your doctor says you're ready to go back, you can go back. So is this a situation where there was pressure put on you to go back to work when the doctor said you shouldn't be going? So I was approved for uh, short-term disability, then uh, had a conversation trying to follow up on my file. The following day, they said because of that conversation I was able to have with HR, they in turn said I was able to return back to work. And, and you ha- did you give them something from a doctor saying that you couldn't work? Uh, they had already approved my uh, claim the week prior. So. Uh, wow. So what happened? They let me go. Are you serious? My yeah. gosh. Uh, Eric, were you, was this a unionized position or a non-union position? It's a non-unionized position. I was a manager and a director level. Hmm. I see. And, and how long did you work there for, Eric? Seven years. Seven years. And, and how old are you, Eric? I am coming up, uh, coming up in my 40s. Okay, got it. So, so first of all, in terms of severance, someone in your situation, you know, in a senior position, could easily be looking at 10, 12 months compensation easily. Now, that's number one. Number two, what you've described to me is a clear human rights violation. Uh, because if, if you're on a medical condition, they, they don't believe you, they let you go uh, because you're, you're, sorry, you're about to take a medical leave, nonsense. They cannot do that. I bet you they also didn't pay you any severance. Am I right? Uh, they gave me some sort of working notice period, um, which um, you know is, is since ended. But they told me to exclusively look for employment outside of the company. Okay. Well, we, we need to talk, uh, Eric. Uh, we, we certainly need to sit down and discuss this. There's a lot to talk here. You could be owed significant compensation. And, and beyond that, I don't think you should let them get away with treating you, treating anyone like that. So there's a lot to talk about. No, what you've described to me, if you've been approved, your doctor's saying you can't work, and they're saying, well, if you can talk to HR, you can work, that's nonsense. Uh, then you really have to give me a call. Love to. My, uh, I gave my number to the uh, screener. Fantastic, Eric. And here's Lior's number in return, one 821 5900 We'll take one more short break and more of your emails. you still got some time to get a call in. If you'd like, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Monday Night Edition, Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. If you're quick on the dialing finger, you can squeeze it in, get a call in here. Uh, before we wrap up for the evening, we'll do an email or two, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Mandy says, quit my job last year. My wife still works for the same company. But they are treating her very badly because they're upset with me. What can she do? What can I do? Well, you know, it's actually interesting. I actually had a situation like this very recently at the office. So obviously, if if your spouse is being treated badly for any reason, doesn't matter if it's because you left or because of anything else, that's illegal. No one should be treated badly in the workplace. You know, that's harassment is when you're treated badly. So what I would suggest is that she start documenting things, have a journal, have some record, maybe send an email confirming what happened to the person uh, that, that, uh, that's doing it. Try to then use that and go to HR or go to someone in management and tell them what's happening. Give them an opportunity to fix that problem. 
if they don't do that or if it's not possible to go to the manager or to the owner because they're the ones that are mistreating your wife, well, then you have to call me, and then we can get involved and try to resolve it. Uh, you know, that's obviously wrong, and, and you, you and, and your wife deserve better than that, and, and we could potentially yeah. get them off her back if, uh, if needed. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll get this one in here. Uh, James, good evening. How are you? Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, I have a general question for Lior, because I'm a longtime listener, and one thing mm-hmm. that, that I'm really curious employment law is that based on case laws it's provincial statutes like everything when it comes to severance what like what is it actually based on and who actually uh you know mandates the laws because uh you know i think it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting question because i tr- come to think about it where does it come from employment law excellent question yeah. absolutely so so employment law uh, rights and obligations come from several sources. One is from statutes, like the Employment Standards Act, like the Human Rights Code, etc. And others is from what we call the common law, which is what the judges have decided over the past 150 years that applies in the workplace. So, for example, the duty of good faith I was talking about earlier today, that's a common law principle. Uh, you know, minimum wage is an Employment Standards Act. Discrimination is Human Rights Code. Now, when it comes to severance specifically, uh, when it comes to severance, it's a combination of statute, which outlines a person's minimum entitlements, and the common law that outlines a person's full entitlements. So when we talk about age, position, length of employment, those are the factors that a court has decided. Not me. I didn't make this decision. Our courts have decided. Those are the factors that go into deciding how much severance someone is owed. So it's based on case law, what the courts have said. Uh, and so employment law rights come from several sources, both courts and, and from statutes. Does it have to do anything with what kind of work you do? Like, for example, a construction worker would be different from an office worker or something without, like manual labor versus executive, or is it just purely what the monetary compensation is? Well, there may be differences in statute between in uh, between uh, construction workers, for example, and other workers, but common law entitlements, when it comes to severance, full entitlements don't differentiate between construction workers and other workers. So, so you have rights, and there's no job that your rights get distinguished or extinguished. So if you're not sure, if you want to know specifically, give me a call and let's chat about your matter exactly. Thanks, James. We'll get you in here quickly. Landon, hi there. Hi. Go ahead. Hi. So uh, my situation, I came up when uh, my wife and I had found out that we were pregnant with twins and I had let my work know. I had gone on parental leave. I had accepted a few times just due to issues we were having at home and obviously first time parents with kids and everything. And when I had gone back to work, they had given me full time status. And um, when I gone back though we were still dealing with some stuff we were in the middle of trying to find an au pair to come and live with us and Uh. find daycare and whatnot so I was calling in a bit but I was also you know providing them with documentation and everything along the way and staying in touch and talking to them and then after some time you know they had let me go and I had been working there for about six years at that point and then they're saying that I wasn't entitled to any sort of um, compensation for that. No. There was 
No. So, Landon, let, let me give you some thoughts here just because we're, we're going off here in like 30 seconds. Uh, but uh, two things here. Number one, the simple thing is, you, of course, you're going to be owed severance, potentially eight, nine, ten months, depending on the usual factor. So you owe that compensation to begin with. But beyond that, this could be what we call discrimination based on family status. If there's matters, if there's issues that have to do with your uh, employer, uh, if there's anything to do with uh, uh, your your kids, then you're providing employer documentation, you're telling them you need some help and, and some patience, and they don't do that, that's discrimination. So you and I need to talk off air. You and I need to sit down and understand exactly what happened here, and let me help you get everything that you wrote. Landon, I'll give you numbers. We close up here, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 That goes for you as well. You'll want to call Lior now. The show is over. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com and severancepaycalculator.com as well. Till Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, same time, same place, right here. It's been the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640.